to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you're on Instagram or Twitter and want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on both Instagram and Twitter. If you're listening on YouTube, I love YouTube as a platform. And soon I'm going to be doing videos on YouTube. Like you're going to be able to see me taping these episodes. You won't see my face, but you will see my torso. (laughs) I'm going to try that. Comment below and let me know if you think that that would be something that you'd be interested in. I'm going to try it on YouTube because I love YouTube. I want to grow my platform there. So make sure to subscribe to my videos on YouTube if you're watching right now and you love my show, as well as like and share my videos. If you're listening on a podcast app, subscribe as well. If you want to be on the show, I'm going to start taping people again soon towards the end of the summer, like, you know, beginning of fall. Uh, You could send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I'll definitely tape you now if you're a female or if you're a guy that has like the craziest story ever. Like I said, email me strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. You could also join my Patreon page. There's a couple different tiers there. If you love my show, you could support it and get extra content on my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. I'm trying to get to the information about my episodes quicker and then give all the information about my show at the end of the video, right? Don't you think that's better? I think I'm going to make that change. A new logo is coming out. You're going to see my new logo coming out next week. I'm excited. I think it's like really great. Um, So anyway, today I have on a girl named Scarlett. Scarlett calls in to talk about her open relationship. But, you know, there's there's a really interesting story that happens before we get into her open relationship, which is the fact that she gave her boyfriend a really great blowjob once and he got this amnesia. I forget what it's called, like trans amnesia or something. I don't know. She gave him such good head that he like fucking forgot about who he was or what he had done in the past 24 to 48 hours. It's supposedly a thing. I mean, she Googled it. He went to the doctor, had MRIs it, but it is something that happens and it happens during sex, typically to way older people, but it happened to him and she talks about that. Um, And she also talks about how they met because they were friends and they were both like locked down in COVID with their uh, husbands and wives. I mean, he had a wife that he was still married to, but it was a bad relationship. She had a husband that she divorced, but she was still living with him. And they were having all kinds of hot sex behind their backs. How did that start? I mean, because they were just like friends and eventually they crossed that line. I think it was their first experience that he had that amnesia thing go on. And then they started like a full on affair because he was cheating on his wife with her. And then he left his wife for her. And then if that wasn't enough, they started to like Right off the bat, like right from the get-go, because they were having all kinds of crazy sex together, they decided to, I mean, she was like kind of cop to the fact that she liked this porn with like, it's like a threesome scenario and she like offered it up to him and he was like, yeah, and they got on it ASAP. Like they were like on websites, pimping themselves out. They met a couple, they weren't so great, but they still, you know, kind of fucked around with them. And then she tells me all 
the stories that happened when they opened up the relationship. They went to swingers clubs and they kept, you know, trying and they had threesomes. They had two guys and her, they had two girls and him, and they've been to swingers club many times. And she gets into full on details about what went down, what felt right with them, what wasn't right, what was really fucking hot, all the things that they're into. It's all there. She talks all about it. And this is new for them. I mean, she's definitely going to be somebody who's going to be back on because they're going to have more stories soon. They just started this up, but they have done a lot already. Right. Um, And she talks about that. If you want to see pictures of her anonymous pictures of Scarlett, she is sending me them. They will be on my Patreon for just $3 a month. You get to see pictures of all the females. Mostly all the females have been on my show have sent me in pictures, as well as some of the guys. They're anonymous. You don't see their faces, but you see mostly everything else. Uh, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast for $3 a month. You'll get to see those pictures as well as get my episodes early. So if you want to see Bridget and see what she looks like after you listen to the story or before you're going to listen to all of our hot stories, go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. But um, anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Scarlett. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hey, Scarlett, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. So you're calling all the way from Australia, right? Now, you guys were on lockdown too, because I know that a part of your story is that you guys were like, during lockdown, I guess you and your guy that you're with now, both broke up with your partners, but you were still living with your partners, but you guys started to hook up secretly, like kind of had an affair, right? And now you and your partner are starting to do all kinds of crazy things with each other that you've never done before. Like you have an open relationship. You've had a lot of threesomes, male, male, females, female, female, male ones, and all that kind of good stuff, right? Well, let me ask you a question. How do you guys know each other? Like if it's your lockdown and you're stuck at home, how did you, were you guys friends before while you were dating other people? Yeah, we, we've been friends for about five years, I think. We're both in the entertainment industry. And I remember the first time I spoke to him, it felt kind of like I was speaking to like my cousin or something. Like I immediately felt really familiar, mm-hmm. you know, and we were both married. I went through my divorce before he did. We're both not legally divorced yet. So it's very new, but I was kind of, I guess, breaking down like right before lockdown happened, we had sort of just separated. Mm-hmm. Was he divorced, like getting yeah. divorced too, going into lockdown? No, no. He was still hanging on to his marriage. When I heard his story, it was obvious to me that it was doomed, but he got kind of obsessed with me, I guess. <laughs> I learned later on, but I had no idea at the time. Did you start an affair with him when he was still married totally and like, you know, invested in that relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He definitely thought he wasn't going to leave his family. He thought that he would stay with his wife until his kids were old enough. How did you start the affair? Like, how do you cross that line? (laughs) He started chatting to me on Messenger. Mm -hmm. And he said that he had been out on a camping trip and gone out in the canoe and taken acid and, like, gone on this big trip 
on the lake <laughs> and all he'd seen was me. Interesting. And that he had some revelation that we need to hook up and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And <laughs> it was all very innocent and cute until I said, th- oh, we both had a gig together mm-hmm. and after the show, he walked me back outside and I can tell he was sort of wanting to talk a bit more, but he was just silent for a second and he said, okay, bye. And he leaned forward and like kissed me and then stayed there for a little bit too long. And that moment, it was undeniable that like there was flirting happening. So from there, he started inviting me out to go places I met him at a park after his work Christmas party. He had just, I think he just put his wife in a taxi, sent her home, and, <laughs> and apparently, well, I learned later, and then went and, um, and met me. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that he, like, made his moves, like, he made the whole, you know, dive for a kiss and stuff. And after that, he dragged me into the public toilets at the park and, like, we were groping and, like, getting really heavy. Mm-hmm. And I remember it going through my head, like, uh, I can tell he would fuck me if I let him right now. Yeah. And I didn't really indicate that that was happening and he was too polite to do anything about it. But, <laughs> but I could tell he really wanted to. So as we walked off, I said, you know, I would have done it. <laughs> right. And, and that drove him absolutely crazy for the next like six weeks after that. And then when did you eventually do it? So I was getting divorced and my parents were really worried about me. So they flew me home and he was messaging me like two, three times a day. So that's why it took six weeks for you guys to hang out because you weren't even available for him. Yeah, yeah. After that time in the park. Right, right. Oh my God, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't even really understand yeah. it though. Like, like, so before this, I had only ever been with one guy and I was kind of just thinking it was a game. Like I was sending him like, sexy photos and stuff and then I came back to where we live now and he came over he came into my room we fucked around I am very good at blowjobs <laughs> he tells me I didn't ever know this before my husband never told me anything about it like whether I was good or bad yeah. like obviously you like them but we're taught that all guys like blowjobs, mm-hmm. like, duh. But it wasn't until I got with my boyfriend now that I find out that I'm actually, like, a super fucking queen at blowjobs. Oh, my God, And that awesome. everyone's really impressed <laughs> by them. <laughs> so, you know, I did my thing. And then, so during it, I was blowing him, and he is, like, twitching and like and like sort of his whole body sort of tensing and stuff and he's like breathing real heavily he's like what do you do to me and saying all this weird stuff and he came really super fucking hard and he told me later like while that was happening he said he was thinking is this what 
chicks feel like when they come. Like, right. like his whole body. He said he'd never felt anything like that before. Oh, he was having a seizure, pretty much. And then he came really hard. And then he flips me over and starts going down on me like he's deep sea diving. Like he's <laughs> going for it. Like he's just, you know. And I thought I was the one that was losing my mind. I was just like, oh, like freaking out. And then we finish and he looks up and he sort of looks up a little bit and we both have the same vape, right? Like the same little portable yeah. vape. So I had mine sitting on my bedside table and he looks up and he says, oh, did I bring my vape? And I said, no, that's mine. And he said, what? Do you have one too? And I was like, yeah, you told me to buy it. And he was like, wait, what? Wait, what? And then he goes, what day is it? <laughs> and I said, I thought he was joking. I said, it's Tuesday. And he was like, what day is it? And I said, it's Tuesday. And he sort of starts like freaking out and picking out his phone and like scrolling through all his messages and like looking really panicked. And he looks at me again and he said, what day is it? <laughs> and then I knew something, something was, was going on. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like the first thing I thought was, what the fuck did you take last night? Like, <laughs> have you been tripping on acid for like two hours or something? Like, yeah, what, right. You know, yeah, and he just he asked about three more times, "What day is it?" And I kept telling him it's Tuesday, but I could tell he was really not like he was panicking. Like it wasn't like just some sort of like brain fart or something. Yeah, he was asking questions about like where he came from. Him to get here, you know, he he likes to party prescription his friends a little bit. So he had a tin, he opened it up, and he saw the stuff in it, and he said, "What's this? Who is this for? Where am I going?" <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck, dude? I don't know." And so then my phone rings, and it's my daughter's school saying she's sick and I have to go and pick her up. Oh, my God. oh and also I forgot to say that I kicked my ex-husband out of the house. This is during lockdown. I kicked my ex-husband out of the house for the day. Right. Yeah. I was wondering that before when you said that. Right. So you're stuck with this guy. He's in the middle of like having something seriously wrong with him, but you now have to leave because there's an emergency with your child. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, so, but I couldn't just, like, I told the nurse at the school that I was stuck in traffic or something and I would get there as fast as I could. Yeah. But, like, this guy was having this, like, mental breakdown on my bed. 
in my house where my ex-husband's about to get home and like so so he starts pacing around so I finally it occurs to me to google it and the first thing that comes up is this thing called transient global amnesia mm-hmm. and everything on the list was exactly what he was doing right like every single thing right so it's a form of amnesia that causes your brain to forget things over the last 24 to 48 hours. Wow. Mm -hmm. So he still knew who I was. Right. He knew where he was. He knew who he was. He just didn't remember how he got there. (laughs) And the, yeah. And the excuses that he gave to his boss and his wife. None of that. (laughs) And all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah, he had this really, really uncomfortable flip out and I'm trying to gauge whether I should call the ambulance. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was having visions in my head of me first meeting his wife in the hospital. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) But yeah, he, he kind of gathered his himself enough for him to, he called his friend who he was supposed to be meeting after and got filled in a little bit. So he got his bearings a little bit, but I still had to send him off in his car. Like he just lost his mind. Mm -hmm. But I had no choice. Like I had to go and get my kid, and he couldn't be seen with me. And um, yeah, it was so, a yeah. tough d- choice for you to make. You know, I mean, like you're you're in a really weird <laughs> position, right? For sure, because you're like, how the fuck? What if he doesn't know how to get home? Right? Like you're not a doctor. You don't know how far oh, that brain mess up is going to go. Right? I mean, it's scary for sure. Yeah. Oh, I, he could have driven off the bridge for yeah. all I knew. Like, I, I, I was so scared yeah. that I had sent him off to his death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he lost his fucking mind. I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It was pretty insane. Yeah, totally, that was so interesting. I totally forgot about that aspect of the story because I remember your guy actually emailed me first about that whole situation. But, you know, you guys, like I said, have all this interesting stuff that comes after that, right? Like that's one part of it that I've never heard before. But what I think is interesting is that eventually he leaves his wife for you and you guys start dating. And currently, because this all must happen fast, right? Because I know that you had threesomes. You're, you guys are both living in, in an open relationship together, right? How does it go yeah, from well, him? open with rules. With rules, right, of course, which is the way it should be. But how do you go from him cheating on his wife to him leaving her for you? Well, she, like, honestly, she was abusive mm-hmm. to him. And I think he was just denying it because he's such a good dad. Like, he loves his kids so much. And that was the thing that was keeping him there. Yeah. And I think the first time we fucked in the morning, like, that was the first time I ever did anal. That was the first time I did, like, <sighs> that was the first time I fucked anyone on drugs. That was the first time I did so much stuff. Right. That was the first time after I had fucked someone, I came out, after I went to pee, I came out and he held his arms out to me and said, come here. That was the first time anyone had ever wanted to cuddle me after I had sex. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that fucked me up a little bit. So it was so hard to see each other during COVID because we were both locked in with our exes. He hadn't broken up with her, but he was continuing this really intense thing with Mm -hmm. me 
the whole time. We had Sneak to organise. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there was a time when he had a friend of his who also knew me, but he didn't tell the friend who I was because it would get out what he was doing. But he said that we could use his garage. Oh my God, cheating <laughs> sex is so funny um, at the places people cheat. I mean, I always like when people are in cars in a parking lot, but this is now you're in a friend's garage. <laughs> yeah. Well, he also had a different friend's car. So he got a different friend's yeah. car. I caught the train. He picked me up and drove me to a mutual friend who I had to hide from his garage downstairs under his house. So he pulls us in there. He had some drinks. He had some weed. He lay a towel down on the floor. And like he was making this big deal about like, oh, look, he's left us a stool and like dusting it off and stuff. And then we start and it's the wildest sex I've had in my life. Like we dented the car bonnet. Like he had me on there. He fucked me standing up. Like he picked me up. Like he was spinning around. Like uh, it was, it was insane. Mm -hmm. And then he wanted to go outside for a cigarette break. And so we went out there all hiding behind things because it was COVID and illegal to be outside. (laughs) And then we were walking back in and he remembered the number of his friend's house and realized we were in the wrong garage. Oh my God, (laughs) hilarious. You were in a stranger's house. We were in a stranger's (laughs) garage. Yeah. (laughs) Like having full on porn stuff. Oh my God, that's great. Full on. And he started shitting himself. And he was like, oh, my God, we're in, the, we're in the wrong garage. And I was so pissed that I was just laughing my yeah. head off. Pissed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, high from <laughs> sex. And high from um, all that good sex. You get high from that kind of shit, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. care because he sort of takes on a, a role of, like, making sure everything's fine yeah. for me. So I just kind of submit into like relaxing and just he's got it all under control and I'm on this wild Mm -hmm. ride with him. So he's freaking out and I'm laughing my head off and he backs out. He snaps the antenna of his friend's car, like freaking out and then backs into the right garage and then we just carry on. Oh my God. Awesome. (laughs) So you're obviously have like amazing chemistry. You're both in the same boat. He's ready to leave. I have to say there's one thing about guys that I notice is that like a lot of times guys won't leave a bad situation. Like women will leave a guy with nobody on the other side. I mean, they'll walk away solo, but a lot of guys stay in a bad marriage until they find someone else because they just can't be alone, (laughs) you know? And so a lot of times when a guy does leave, it's because he has somebody else in the wings, right? And that's probably why. I think especially when they have kids, though, especially when the guy has kids, I think the guys are fed this thing about the kids needing their mom, even if she's a bitch, you know? Like, they still want to keep the kids with their mum. That was his whole thing. He didn't want to. He didn't want to break his kids. Of heart. course, no. I mean, until I had kids, I didn't understand that mentality. You know, listen. Some people still have to do it, and they, you know, they do it. But I, I get, you know, feeling that 
guilt and that your action and your leaving for yourself is what that's going to do to your child for sure. You know, so he leaves his wife though. He did, right? Because things with you were just so great and so much better, right? So he took that step. Well, I kind of put my foot down a Mm -hmm. little bit. (laughs) I started getting, our meetups were getting more and more like they were just sort of seedy, I guess. Like I would come into the city in the middle of this like ghost town in COVID. Like it, there's no one around and I've got like a bag on my head or something. <laughs> like crawling into a garage, like a cockroach, yeah. you know, like, and it just started feeling really mm-hmm. gross, even though it was fun. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, so I, texted him one time after one of the worst ones where I had to wait for like an hour for the train and there was all these like homeless people coming up to me and like it, it, it was not fun and I said I just want I, I just want to know something about like I just want to know what what you want out of this or something and he started freaking out and he was crying and saying he was definitely going to leave his wife and all that, but like we're hardened to only believe it when it happens. And I think it was the next day, something he called me and he said, I've left her. And I think it was such a shock that I, I wasn't even happy at first because I wasn't yeah, ready for I it. I can see that. But at the same time, it was really exciting because the sex is off the charts, like crazy off the charts. He pledged his his loyalty to me for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys were friends. I mean, you had a lot, like, I don't know. I mean, you had a friendship for five years before. It wasn't like it was just the sex. I mean, you guys had other things going on. You were obviously compatible as friends because you were friends for a long time, right? You knew each other and you had that. And now you have this intense chemistry. Now, how do you guys start? Were you just like talking about kinky things with each other? Like, how do you start (laughs) figuring out that you guys are both on this page to open your relationship up? (laughs) Well, I have always been a bit of a closeted freak in my spare time because the sex with my ex was so bad Mm -hmm. that I was just getting myself off all the time and watching porn. And this video that I watched, it was about a guy on his birthday and they brought two chicks in there while he was asleep. (laughs) Like maybe some people have seen this. I don't know. It's a very popular one. And they just wake him up with like fucking squatting over his face and like fucking his dick. And he was like, and I thought it was hilarious and hot and stuff. And so his, birthday was coming up and I said what do you want for your birthday and he was like I don't know and I think kind of jokingly I said do you want a threesome <laughs> and he looked at me and I was like what and starts giggling and like carrying on and I didn't know it would have that effect on him like and I kind of liked it so I was like yeah I'll give you a threesome. <laughs> and then he started expanding on that. And he was like, well, you know, if you're going to give me a threesome, then I'm going to give you a threesome. Like, you can bring a guy in. Actually, that's my favorite kind of threesome. I've watched that kind of porn my whole life. I love the MMF threesome. And I was like, I was mind blown. I didn't know that any straight guy would want a multiple dude threesome. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that happened. Mm-hmm. But he was all about it. Like he 
read up on it. Like he knew about how when there was other guys in the room, your testosterone levels raised and like you get way more like aggressive and stuff. Yeah, it was a, it was mind blowing to me. So which one did you do first? <laughs> the first one, we we went on um, just some of the websites. Like he straight away made a profile for both of us and we started getting hit up and we were just kind of learning. That's how we found your podcast, actually, because we were like researching and we listened to some books and we read The Ethical Slut yeah, and we found that. you and I've listened to heaps of your podcast, yeah. which is probably why I sounded really weird and nervous at the beginning. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, and just to get other people's feelings on it all. Yeah. And... I think we were like just really majorly hit on by this couple from the website who had these like okay looking photos. Like we could kind of tell that they were a bit older than us and, you know, maybe a little bit chubbier than us and stuff. But we were just so desperate to like lose our V card (laughs) (laughs) that we just said, yeah, okay, come over. And they came over and they were fully like maybe two, three points less than what their photos made them out to be. Oh, they were worse. Yeah. So being the nice people we are, we just rolled with it and we got along. We had some drinks and everyone calmed down and we were just like, oh, well, you know, let's just muck around. And so we all went into the bedroom and, oh, I'd never seen a... What's it called? Uh, um, the thing that like pinches off their cock, like the like a rubber band around it. What do you mean, a cock ring? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd never seen one of those before. Uh-huh. He had one of those on. How old were these? Was the couple? Uh, do you know? Were they in their forties? Late forties. Okay, so yeah. they weren't that attractive. Were their bodies good? Nah. Okay. <laughs> that was the main problem. Oh, okay. So, but you you wind up sleeping with them? No. So my boyfriend couldn't get it up um, that <laughs> night. I wonder why. <laughs> I think, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, mostly that. But I think it was also all the nerves and the pressure and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a lot easier for girls in those situations because we can just get drunk and do whatever and it doesn't matter. But that was our first time and that kind of, threw him off a bit, I think. Mm-hmm. So nothing what happened? Nobody fooled around with anybody? Oh, no. I fucked him off. Like, they dripped, like, candle wax all over me. Mm-hmm. So they put me down on the bed and dripped all this, like, glowing candle wax all over me. And he joined in with that. And he kind of got it going. Like, he went down on me and then invited the other guy to come and do it. So the other guy came and started going down on me and then I think she was kind of more interested in me than him mm-hmm. which was weird well maybe she was into girls so she was there for you more so they had on their profile that they were really into doming a girl mm-hmm. so I think they were trying to make that happen without really making it clear that that's what they were doing Yeah. so I realized all this after yeah yeah because during, I just had my eyes shut and it felt amazing. And I didn't know whose hands were whose and whose 
mouth was whose. And so I, <laughs> I didn't realize that he wasn't even involved a lot of the time. So afterwards, I felt pretty bad about it. But I, I don't blame myself because I didn't, I didn't know. Bad about what? What did you feel bad about? Uh, about my boyfriend not being able to participate as much as he would have liked to. You felt bad about having too good of a time with everybody while he was just like stuck there without a heart on? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was the center of attention and he was right, just right. over in the mean. corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's I get not it. a cock. Yes, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he wasn't particularly into the other woman, but he was being a, a trooper. He was being a team player and he still went down on her and stuff. And oh my God, he describes it like she looks down and she goes, do you mind if I squirt? And he was like, no. And he starts for like two minutes and she's just like, <laughs> like, oh my God. My hair was wet, like everything. Oh my god! <laughs> like, how the fuck do you do that? Uh, yeah, it was a really weird experience. <laughs> but after they left, the sex was amazing. That's what people say between us. Mm-hmm. I heard that, but it—I don't think I expected the actual feeling of it. Like it, it was off the fucking charts. It was crazy. Right. And after that, we were like hell bent on trying to find some hot people uh-huh. <laughs> that he could actually get it up for. We went to a swingers club a little while away from where we live, and it was kind of gross. And there wasn't really many people there. And it was just like creeps hanging around the door trying to peer in and see stuff. And, you know, middle aged men with no women there. Mm-hmm. And so that was a bust. And I think the next time we did something was we met a guy. So my boyfriend speaks a different language and we fluently, he did like an exchange thing when he was young. So he's really fluent uh, bilingual. And we met a guy who is fluent in that language. And I thought it would be really hard like if they spoke in the other language and I couldn't understand them and they really bonded over chat and he came over and they were speaking about me in this other language the whole time mm-hmm. and I couldn't understand them and it was so hot. Oh my God. I was like, yeah, it was, it was one of my favorites, even though he wasn't really the hottest guy either. Mm-hmm. He was younger, but. Like, he kind of looked like he would have a hot body before he took his shirt off, and then he had, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a hot body. You know how men can kind of hide it? And then, again, my boyfriend couldn't really get it up as hard as he wanted to, so he was starting to kind of get a head fuck about it. Mm-hmm. And when we went to the club next... It was a slow night and there was only like a few guys and like one girl there. And so they were all talking to me and we didn't do anything. But when we got home, he was kind of whinging about it, like moaning and saying like, oh, I brought this 
girly and like I'll go to the hot girly and no one's talking to me and <laughs> no one's paying me any attention and I'm not having a good time. And I felt bad, but also knew it wasn't my fault. But the next time we went back, I kind of made it a mission to get him attention mm-hmm. so he wouldn't come home all sad back again. And we were in the spa and this couple swam up to us and the husband was like asking if the girl could like put her hands on me and stuff like that. And so it it started from the first time we got there. I, I said no to that, mm-hmm. but we went into there's this big room in the middle of the club with beds everywhere and we lay down there and that girl from the spa showed up and I was a bit drunk and I had my mission in my head so I just told her to sit on his face so Mm -hmm. she did Um, and that was fun I just watched that for a bit I had my period so I just kind of laid there a mm-hmm. little bit. Guys don't really care that much if you've got a tampon in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, they'll do other stuff, like, even if they can't fuck you. You're right, um, of course. And <laughs> while that was happening, a guy came up and started going down on me. And I remember pulling his head up and saying, there's a tampon in there. And he was like, I don't care. <laughs> it just kept going. <laughs> And then afterwards, we were just about to go, and I was sitting in the front room right by the front door with a lot of the people milling around. I tend to be really sort of reclusive in these big party situations, Mm -hmm. and unless someone engages me, I don't really, I'm not like, you know, I'm at a party. So I'm sitting in the corner, and then some girl walks up to me and sits down right next to me and leans in. And the first thing she says to me is, are you bi? (laughs) And I looked up and I thought, oh, you know, she's pretty cute and she's young and she's got a hot body and shit. And I said, well, no, but whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so she starts kissing me and, and I just thought, fuck it. And I said, do you want to come and help me fuck my boyfriend? And she was like, yeah, okay. And so she walked up and left. And then my boyfriend came and found me and said, come and suck me off in the main room. So I walked with him into the main room and we were sort of fooling around. And then she just walks up and sits down and starts talking to me. And after the fact, I learned that my boyfriend didn't realize that I'd already met her right i thought he was in the room when she came up but he wasn't so in his mind this hot chick had just walked up out of nowhere and starts like macking on me right without really saying anything and so he his head is exploding like he's going crazy thinking like oh my god it's on and i just sort of gestured to him and i said go for it and So we were on the bed in the main room. At the time, I was uh, like, I'm so new. I didn't realize that we could have just got up and gone into a private room, Mm -hmm. which we should have done. But we stayed in the main room. And he went 
got to it. He <laughs> he <laughs> went to town. He um, she did lots of stuff to me. She was like going down on me and like she was always constantly complimenting me and and hands on me and stuff. But he didn't do anything to me. He was just zoned on her. Mm-hmm. He was like fucking her like crazy. He was like he asked her if like he could like choke her and like slap her and all this shit. Like full on just them. And all the meanwhile there's other dudes like walking up out of the darkness, like trying to get me to put my hand on their dick and stuff and I didn't really want to. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> At the same time I was definitely that you know, I call it like in porn, it's like the chick in the corner. You know, the chick that, like, has to, like, be off to the side, like, licking someone's balls or whatever and not really (laughs) involved. Yeah. And that's what I felt like. And he ended it, like, it it was a big moment for him. Like, there was a big crowd of all these guys. Like, the, the whole place had closed and they weren't kicking us out because they were so enthralled by what we were doing. And he ended by like coming on both our faces and, <laughs> and then um, got her number which she got in big trouble for because that's a big no-no in swingers clubs. Oh, you really? can't swap numbers. Yeah, well at least around here. You can't swap numbers because that means that you won't go back to the club again. You'll just hook up by yourself. So he got her number and then we went home and he was like, oh my god, that was so great. Like, I'm so happy. Oh my god, I'm the king of the world. And I was riding on his high. I was like, yeah, that was fun. But it wasn't until the next day, I think, so I started realizing that actually I'd gotten zero attention mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just like lay there and watched him fuck her really hard and I kind of started to feel shitty about it. And I think I had some drinks the next night. And when we were going to sleep, I just burst into tears. I was like crying my eyes out. And he asked me what was wrong. And I I told him it's because, yeah, like I (laughs) sourced this hot girl for him to fuck. And I was just like out of the picture. And once he realized, uh, he was devastated. Like, I think he just went into this date. Like, he didn't know what was going on. Like, he hyper-focused on what was in front of him and forgot everything else. Well, that's how he described it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you just sort of jumped into the deep end here, right? I mean, you guys didn't (laughs) discuss or think it through. You were just so horny and excited to get, you know, be doing all these things, right? You were just doing them without really having a conversation about like what your boundaries are, if there's going to be rules, how you're going to feel about it, right? So you're doing it kind of backwards, right? But you realize at that moment that that you didn't feel right about that scenario the way it went down. And I'm sure he didn't mean for it to be that way either. You know, he had his feelings in the beginning when he wasn't getting attention and now you're having issues because it's all new to you. I mean, like swinging and opening up a relationship is not like, you know, there can, these are the kinds of things that come up. Yeah. Well, I think, and also like that confirmed to me that I am definitely not by at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like I can roll with it. Like I can go with a vibe if it's happening, but it kind of just like feels like nothing. Like it doesn't have that 
bottle. Like when yeah, it's you're with, with a man guy. Like it, like it doesn't feel gross, but it doesn't feel like you know amazing either. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, but I was really honest with him about it, and he was really devastated that that happened without him realizing, of course. So yeah. The next thing he did was arrange for the hottest guy he could find to come over <laughs> and have um, sex with you. And yeah, yeah, we'll have a have a threesome with with another guy. Mm-hmm. And and this guy was quite young. He was uh, uh, God must have been like twenty three or something, like really young. But he was into it. Like we met him at the club too. Yeah, he watched us that first time, so obviously he was interested. And I think I just walked up and I was like all in my sex drunk hate, and I just said, "You're really cute." And he goes, "You're gorgeous." And that was it. And then we exchanged numbers. And then I was like, "Well, how about this guy?" So he, my boyfriend, invited him over, and the same thing happened again. My boyfriend couldn't get it up properly again. But he's able to kind of carry it off a bit, you know, mm-hmm. like he can um, do other stuff and he can kind of like squish it in there. And then after it's in there, it'll get hard. <laughs> but we we did that. But the guy at the time, we have, of course, have a rule of any other guy or if there's another girl here, then the guys wear condoms. Right. But this guy was doing all the foreplay stuff and going down on me and stuff and shoved it in with that one on, like in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And I had my eyes closed. I was just off my head. Uh, and I heard I my boyfriend. My boyfriend uh. yelled out, are you wearing a condom, man? And the guy looked up and was like, oh, like he was shocked that he was getting told off and he goes that's not cool and so he pulled out and went and got one but my boyfriend's theory was that he probably didn't put one on because he's one of those guys that loses his heart on when he puts the condom on because after he put one on then he had to do all this other stuff like go down on me and fool around again before he could fuck so I think that was it and because he was so young no, listen, it's because most people don't like to wear condoms and they're not used to it and they don't like it. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people are like that because it always blows my mind how many people don't use condoms, <laughs> you know, than people who do. I mean, it's just it's common, you know, it's not like he's the minority. I think the minority are the people who do use condoms. <laughs> I'm, I was always a condom person because I'm like a hypochondriac. So I would always say like, that's the kind of best person to be with because they're going to be the same way. But a lot of people will say fuck it to the condom, you know? A lot of people don't use them because it doesn't feel so good. So he just probably wasn't used to it. So yeah. he then put the condom on and then you guys did it and everything was cool? Yeah, he let him keep going, which I'm surprised about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he did end up, my boyfriend did end up getting really hard and like fucked me really hard and like, came like crazy in front of this other guy. I think this other guy probably would have sucked my boyfriend's cock if he asked him to. He was like that way inclined. He was like grabbing his hand like while they were both while they were both fucking me and stuff. (laughs) 
I think he was a little bit, yeah, hoping that that would happen. But my boyfriend's yeah. not bi at all. Same as me. <laughs> but he's very comfortable being naked around other guys. He doesn't care about that. And after the last thing we did, which is the very last thing, was I invited yeah. that girl back to our house, the one from the club. That yeah, the young girl, the cute attention girl. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Because she'd been texting me the whole time and giving me compliments and stuff. And so I didn't feel uh-huh. weird about her. It was just how he behaved. Yeah. So I was fine with her. So I invited her over and I was kind of wanting to face what scared me the most, I think. And so she came over and we had lots of fun. But the mistake was that I put on the playlist of songs that were like me and my boyfriend's songs. And then she gave everybody acid, so we were all tripping. And in that state, hearing those songs, lying next to her on the bed while he's fucking her and hearing her moaning in my ear, and it did these weird things to my head. Like, I got these weird flashbacks and weird feelings about it at the time. But what do you say when they're, like, mid-fuck? You know, and you're all fucked off your head. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to call safe word. That's just like, that feels like a dick move at the time. So the next day I was all confused about it. But I figured it out. It it was just because I was sort of coming down, I guess. And I didn't really Mm -hmm. have him around. He was with his kids, so I didn't have him around. So it was almost like I was the third without being the third. So, like, Mm -hmm. now I feel fine about it, and I think I would do it again, but I don't get anything out of the extra girl. I think it's okay. I I like the compliments and stuff, but... It's not for you. You're doing it more for him. But let me ask you this, because I'm going to wrap it up, but now you are together... Do you guys live together now? Are you out of the your, your other houses and your, are you guys living together? Yeah, we live together. Okay. And your other partners have moved on. You're fully divorced. You're with each other. And so now have you had conversations with each other about maybe establishing some like rules and regulations just so that you guys can navigate it better in the future so that there aren't these weird feelings? Or I don't know. Do you communicate a lot about it afterwards? Yeah, we do. We have a few rules nothing escalates while the other person's out of the room. So if you're like making out, you can't, you know, you can't switch bases while you're out of the room. That's one of the rules. No separate rooms. The other person has final say when it's their gender, the extra is their gender. And, you know, if anyone's uncomfortable, then it's off, but we haven't really got into the, all these, all these, little intricate things that you don't know are there until you start doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, we've got basic rules and we talk a bit. Right. I was listening to one of your podcasts before about like the longer a couple is together before they start doing this, the more successful they're going to be. Uh-huh. And <laughs> That's not always true. Look, you guys are successful. <laughs> I hope so. We, we've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's not like it's ruining your feelings for him, right? You're just finding out that, like, things don't work for you, but it's not like you're blaming him or anything. I mean, you sound like you're very 
in tune with where it's coming from and what's going on and you still want to continue to do it, but you just keep talking to each other about it and always communicate. I think it's very important and it's realistic to assume that these things will come up. It's not always perfect. A doctor guy and his girl who just got engaged, they have a very open relationship. And sometimes there are issues because girls go after him too much. Or, and she's very as open-minded as they could come, you know. Mm. But sometimes things are going to come up when you have other people involved. And you just have to just remain very talkative with your partner about it and really keep everything on the table. So you don't start resenting the other person, right? Because that's where you're going to get into yeah. trouble. You know, I, you know, we don't have time to get into the dynamics of your relationship. I mean, you guys just started dating. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of story. Yeah, but I mean, you just I don't consider you you guys not successful at uh, opening up your relationship. You know, what I want to know is like at the end of the year when I do my end of year wrap up, let's see what has gone on since. You know, I think you guys will just get better at figuring out what works and what doesn't. But, you know, it seems that both of you guys are down and you're not having that bad of a problem with it. You know, like little feelings here and there, but it sounds like it's working for you guys. And thank you so much for calling in. I have to wrap it up because we're like at an hour and 15 minutes. That's it. But, you know, maybe we could do a part two for my Patreon. But, <laughs> Sorry for going over time. <laughs> no, it's not bad. I could have continued. Lots of details. It's all, no, but it was all really good because I like that beginning of that crazy, uh, you know, amnesia thing. Thank you, Scarlett. Thanks so much for calling in. Good luck with everything. <laughs> thank you, Kathy. Bye. Bye. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests, as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.